0: Thank you.
1: Yes, yes, yes. Welcome back. Season
2: three. Bow, 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 bow. Welcome back. Welcome
1: back. What's good? He
2: man. Talk about rusty as rusty nails. It's been a while. We're going to get flown here. I do want to mention briefly the tunes that
1: you're listening to is brought to you by Contra. Yes, I know we were talking about it last season about me being in the lab with the fellas. Well, The Work Never Stops, No Rest for the Weary. That song is called Green Eyes, and if you hang on to the end of the episode, I'll play an extended version for you guys, a little treat. So first couple episodes, I'll be debuting some of our music, and yeah, man, hope they enjoy it.
2: That one's uh, definitely my favorite so far. I love that Green Eyes track. Thank you, man. So there, there everybody goes, everybody can hear the fruits of your labor.
1: Thank you, man. Thank you, means a lot. Hope the people like it as well. So, Cynic, I know that we've had kind of an abrupt (laughs) end to season two.
2: (laughs) To say the least.
1: (laughs) To say the least. Just to let the people know, it wasn't necessarily planned that way. But it kind of did happen. I think that we had scheduled two more episodes in the books. So, we were getting towards the tail end of the season. It's not like we left the guys midway high and dry. Mm -hmm. But we definitely didn't want to end it the way we did. (laughs) And um, I don't know if you want to tell the folks a little bit of the backstory um as far as yeah. kind of how that happened man.
2: yeah definitely so the the elephant in the room we're going to address that now basically we we had a an episode actually in the can and ready mm-hmm. but uh, we realized in in, in edit in post edit that uh we realized that we had some technical issues that we weren't prepared for and uh for one reason or another it was just too late to to re-record it so Um, we planned to come back the following week and, and do it fresh and from scratch. And then I think I got sick. (laughs) Mm
0: -hmm. Mm -hmm.
2: And then, um, I think after that we had a couple of scheduling conflicts and, and then Christmas was on us. So long story short, one thing led to another and we just, uh, couldn't make it back into the uh, virtual studio here. So apologies for
1: that. And we do, a, there you go. You took the words out of my mouth. We definitely do apologize. In fairness to Cynic, it wasn't all <laughs> on his side. Um, as he said, he got sick. Then, you know, we were in the studio. That was the exact time that we were recording that three song set, um, you know, for, for the for the group Contra. And then after that, as he said, the holidays were, were right upon us and we didn't have um, much time to uh to say farewell so we do apologize about that but we are excited to start season three Mm -hmm. and um yeah man we got some great great things in store for you guys
2: yeah definitely i'm definitely glad to be back and you know before we get into it uh the other the other thing that's happened and some a lot has happened obviously since we since we recorded last um the craziness going on over there with uh after the election, you know, with, with Trump. And then most recently all the people storming the Capitol, a lot has happened (laughs) since we recorded, man. It's been (laughs) crazy times.
1: (laughs) Yeah. We were actually in the midst of the election. I remember, um, I think it was a paranormal episode and I recorded that in Texas. So we were kind of right in that neighborhood of, of finding out what was going to happen. And then when it actually did happen, I don't know if we were on air, um, at that time, but, A lot of crazy shit has happened, as you know. I mean, you're catching wind of it on your side Mm -hmm. of the pond. Mm -hmm. And what happened, you know, this week with Stormy the Capitol was very unfortunate. And I I will say this, you know, when when the initial rioting was going on, I was always opposed and against the uh, violent protesting. And I've always said it. I was always against destroying property. I was always against burning cities. And I want to say that because there's a lot of Trump supporters that are coming out now. And, man, you know what? One th- one great thing about this cynic
3: is that we don't miss a beat. We're talking politics again, baby. Let's do it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> We're talking politics again, baby. So one thing about the Trump supporters that they're saying is like, oh, when BLM was out there burning down the cities, you guys had no problem with it. And now we go in there and because they don't see anything wrong with what they did. And I'm mm-hmm. like, take the finger out of your ass because... You know, I'm 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 fair. I'm down the middle. You know, and I I do I do I do think that the protest was warranted. The initial you know storm that we had. I do disagree with the violent aspect of it, but in the same token, I understand because five hundred years of oppression, cynic, mm. ha- you know, it does something to you. Mm. You know, it, it, there's a boiling point that reaches, and I think that's what happened. So for them to compare it, it's just man, it's and I. I got into this Facebook debate, which forgive me, because I, I barely ever do anymore. It's just, it's stupid. But after I checked this fucking imbecile, and they uh, forgive me, but after I fucking <laughs> I told her at the very end of it, the worst part about it is that I've, I knew when I responded to your retarded ass post that it wasn't going to change your mind. So ultimately, I'm just wasting my time. But I could not let what you said go unanswered, you know. So I'm choosing my battles. I am. I'm not. I'm not for the social media back and forth. That's for the birds. But sometimes these people have balls, cynic man, mm-hmm. and they're really trying to justify, you know, the shit that just happened this week. I mean, did you see the picture of the Confederate flag in the Capitol?
2: I mean, I saw a few of them in the crowd. Was there a specific one that was like? There's a fucking specific picture of of a dude inside of the Capitol with
1: the Confederate flag. Mm. 1865, I think, was the Civil War. If I'm not, if I'm not incorrect, I wish we had somebody on the side here. Oh, you got I think me. It was there. 1865, and we will check that. If not, you guys know it was in the 1800s. But I don't think the Confederate flag ever got, you know, miles away from the Capitol. They protected it. You know what I mean? It it meant something. It meant it meant something to the North to make sure that the South understood that that bigotry wasn't going to be accepted. So for something like that to happen and for the cops just to, you know, another thing, if those protesters were black, you think they would have stormed the Capitol Cynic?
2: Yeah, that's something that came up a lot in the news and, and that that's, you can't, it's hard to argue that. I think the that's so obvious that if those crowds were of a different color, I think that would have Come gone on, down very differently. I, I don't think anyone can really argue that. But then when you talk to people about white privilege, they get offended.
1: Yeah, How dare you? Yeah, yeah. Man, what, are you what are you not seeing? <laughs> and it's just, bro, it's just solidifying that this is not the end. You know, Trump not being reelected and finally getting kicked out of office. It's not going to be the end, bro. It might even get worse. So mm-hmm. buckle the fuck up.
2: Yeah. By the way, you were right on. The Civil War was uh, 1861 to 1865.
1: There you go. You know, so I mean, right on. It's it's a shame, man. It's a shame. It's a shame that that happened, and it's even worse that the cops let it happen. You know, five people died, I think, which is unfortunate. There was one female. Um, I don't know if you heard about the female that got shot in the chest. Yeah. She was actually um an Air Force vet. She was a vet, yeah. And for me, I was like, man, a veteran storming the capital like that in, in in itself is i mean you're fucking laying your life down for these colors you should have more respect but and obviously you feel bad about it because it's somebody's life but i saw a video of her ranting and i'm gonna post it on our no stone ig page so you guys can go ahead and check that out where she's fucking going off cynic and she is pissed man she hasn't gotten dick in <laughs> in two years bro she is admargada my friend And she is going off, and the fucking poison that she's spewing is like, man. That same
2: lady, the one who got shot. That same
1: lady, dude. Like, red in the face, tomato red, bro. Like, so passionate about her bigotry and her bullshit. And it's, obviously, again, even with that being said, I'm not going to say it justified her losing her life. I would never say that. But fuck, man. Like, you fucking need a hug, dude.
2: Yeah. Yeah, it goes to show. I mean, it doesn't really matter whether someone served, whether someone's a cop, whether someone's a teacher, whether someone's a doctor. Everyone has their thing, bro. Everyone has their thing.
1: Did you see the noose that they constructed outside of the Capitol?
2: No. <laughs> <laughs>
0: no, I, I didn't that see Post that picture
1: for our listeners as well. And it's funny because when they tell me, oh, it's not a racial thing, Trump supporters are not. Why the hell are you putting a noose outside the Capitol then? <laughs> Noose, nooses were never used to hang white people. You know, so the, these are the things that it's like, and you're, and you, either you don't care, either you are racist. Which that individual that I had the back and forth on Facebook with, I told her you, you obviously feel like you're better than somebody, um, but it's, 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 <laughs> it's so disrespectful. Hmm. And they still, these people are fucking crazy.
2: But yeah, man. Besides that, everything is great. <laughs> Hunky dory. Lucky Dory. All right man, good. So uh sorry for that uh, tangent that I pulled us on, but I, I wanted to just address it quickly cuz we we haven't, you know, talked about current events in a few weeks.
1: In fairness, yeah, in fairness we got to do it. I think it's fun fact time. Cue the music.
0: do <laughs> da <laughs>
1: Should we change fun fact music for season three? I don't know, we'll see.
2: Maybe.
1: All right, here we go. So this episode's fun fact states, you don't know nothing. Secret societies have influenced American politics, such as Order of the Star Spangled Banner, who later became known as Known Nothings. The name stuck because every time they were questioned on their organizations, they answered, I know nothing. They were a nativist group and opposed immigration, and if anybody is wondering what nativists mean, uh, basically, native, nativism is a political policy of promoting the interest of native inhabitants against those of immigrants. So the know-nothings seem to have their hand in the politics game even back then. Seems like uh, some things never change.
2: Were these white people?
1: <laughs> I assume so. I mean, what secret society do you know that have black people in them? No. <laughs>
2: I don't know. I guess the, the the native part threw me off. I mean, it could have been like a Native American. <laughs>
1: I think it's more what they what they stood for. Maybe I mean, maybe they were Indian, yeah. and you know, maybe they weren't white, but they definitely weren't black. Huh?
2: No, so, yeah, because I mean. you know what? Because usually they'll they'll use the word nationalist for those kinds of people. So it was a bit mm. weird to hear nativist, but whatever. Whoever wrote it, I guess decided to go with that one. Cool. That was a, that was interesting. The know nothing's. Never heard of that before.
1: The know nothings, and they were they were called the know nothings because when they asked them about their society, they knew nothing. I know nothing. I know nothing. Kind of like um that Game of Thrones. What is it? The the man without a face.
2: Ah, uh, yeah. You remember that yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about, but I don't <laughs> remember.
1: The listeners know what I'm talking about. Yeah. I don't even they know what do. I'm talking about, but they know what I'm talking about. <laughs> what we got? We got Florida woman next?
2: Uh we do. We got a good we got a Florida woman, uh, keeping the tradition going. Um, I'll go right into it. One Florida woman apparently really wanted a bloomin' onion. Deanne Seltzer I guess I should say that in the Americanized version. Deanne Seltzer was arrested last week after she allegedly <laughs> after she allegedly attacked her parents and chased her father with a 12-inch knife for refusing to take her to Outback Steakhouse.
1: Come on, people.
2: According to reports, a 28-year-old Palm Beach resident asked her parents to take her to dinner at the popular restaurant chain on Wednesday. When they refused, Seltzer flew into a rage and flipped over the glass dining room table before punching her mother with closed fists on her chest and arms. Seltzer's father intervened and sustained scratches to his face and upper body. Seltzer then allegedly picked up a foot-long decorative knife and began to chase her father around the house, threatening, "'I'm going to kill you,' the outlet reported. Her father was eventually able to wrestle the knife away without sustaining further injury." Palm Beach County Police arrived at the home and charged Seltzer with aggravated assault with a deadly weapon, domestic battery, and battery of a person 65 or older. I didn't even know that was an extra law. Mm Mm-hmm. Wow. Seltzer posted bond. A judge ordered her to undergo mental health evaluation within days of her release. So, uh, let's see. Oh, yeah. Last thing says, it is unknown at this time if Seltzer was under the influence of drugs or alcohol during the incident. Uh, no need to check. I can tell you she most definitely was.
1: Come on. Yes, definitely. See, uh, this is this is what happens here. All right. So, <laughs> when Seltzer was a young child, she was put in timeout. <laughs> and I'm not condoning necessarily. Beating. Beating. Being, I'm not saying that you need to be physical, right? I'm not saying that because I'm not with that. But man, you you need to you need to do more than Timmy go in the corner and think about what you did. You know, you gotta you gotta you gotta be there, man. And there was something that happened in the upbringing where uh, Seltzer got a demon in her. And I mean, blooming onions are good and all, but dude, <laughs> come on, yeah, yeah, come on. I mean, they're not that good. They're really greasy, actually. But come on, you know, <laughs> what the fuck, dude? We got it. We got to do better, people. Florida never disappoints. Coming through with a bang.
2: So strange, so strange how disproportionate, people, some people's reactions are to a situation.
1: Do you think th- things like that happened when we were younger? Oh my God, when we were kids,
3: back in my <laughs> day.
1: But I mean, <laughs> I don't. I didn't. I didn't. Maybe I don't know. Maybe you know Google. Well, we didn't have Google at that time, so maybe those things were happening. We just didn't know.
2: I mean, it's possible because we we just it's hard to say without having access to the to the kind of information that we have today. We we could never know. Yeah, you know, it would be hard to think that nowhere in in, in that huge country, or let's just say anywhere, there is there wasn't some.
1: Yeah, yeah, you're right.
2: Person who freaking was off their rocker uh, and did something like that, but alpac. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if it's something that's now on the rise, because that's—it's a temper tantrum what she did. Except she grabbed a knife. Crazy.
1: That—that's all it is, man. It's—it's fucking insane. I don't—I don't. I mean, forget the fact that look what you're doing—it over a steak or a blooming onion. But moreover,
3: they're your parents.
1: (laughs) Now maybe there's a history of abuse. I don't know. She just seems entitled this doesn't seem because if somebody's getting abused they're not coming after you with a knife because they want a medium or a steak Mm.
0: you know Mm. they're
1: like i don't even want to fucking breathe because these people are crazy so i don't think the parents were were doing that type of stuff because if if there is that shit then stab that motherfucker you know like (laughs) i get it like if if he's touching you inappropriately things like that you know maybe something like that can lead to that type of response and that i totally understand Mm. but when there is abuse you're not first of all you're not getting outback. <laughs> you know what I mean? and uh and second of all you're not you're not taking that that approach so yeah man seltzer I hope you get it together
2: she probably won't she's 28 years old <laughs> she won't
1: <laughs> imagine what she'll do for fucking Ruth Chris or something <laughs>
2: Prime 112
1: <laughs> Capital Grill she'll fucking cut your throat
2: alright then folks time to get to the nitty gritty Let's shake and bake, man. So, I want to
1: mention, Cynic that we did have my good friend, Ollie, Oliver, or Revelo, as he would uh, like to call himself, which mm-hmm. is Oliver backwards. <laughs> um, unfortunately, as you said, <laughs> it's so funny. As you said, that that, uh, that that wasn't something we could salvage. The quality was poor. And you know us, guys. if The quality is not there. Because think about it. Music starts in the beginning, and then it's just me and Cynic talking. Right? That's all you fucking hear. <laughs> so... If the quality isn't good, you're not going to want to listen to us. That's what it boils down to. Yeah. So, Revelo, I want to thank you for coming in. Unfortunately, we we had to can that episode, but we're looking forward to have you back.
2: Yeah, for sure. Yeah. He definitely had some uh, a, a good story that he shared. So, if, if we can't uh, include it in this one, then we can include it in, in a future one.
1: So, uh, we're talking about secret societies today, Cynic. Correct. Secret societies. And now you see why I had that fun fact.
2: Exactly. Frank already teased it.
1: It all connects.
2: So secret societies, yeah. um, You know, I was thinking about this and every now and then, like, I have moments where I'm, like, totally into this and this kind of topic, you know, and then I have moments where, you know, kind of in waves and I have moments where I'm like, uh, everything's been said. Everyone knows about these (laughs) so-called secret societies. (laughs) And I was coming into this thinking kind of like, what else has been said? <laughs> about-
1: or especially that we already did an episode. <laughs> yeah, I think that might be part of the reason. For a fucking hour.
2: That might be part of the reason. Oh. But um, there was some interesting stuff that we found. So uh, I think we'll can we we'll share some of that and, and see what people think. And then towards the end, uh, I can tell you a little bit about my own experience with, uh, Sweet. quote, unquote, a secret society.
1: Oh, a little bonus, a little teaser. Yeah. <laughs> Well, you know, one thing that I noticed cynic with this podcast is because I feel that way about a lot of things that we talk about, not that they're not interesting or interesting topics. I think we do a good job of, you know, keeping it off centered, but at the same time, hopefully keeping them engaged. But what I've realized is that what's common sense to me isn't necessarily common sense to somebody else and not common sense in the in the in the fact where because that's something you learn. Right. Common sense is more something that you should just have. Right. Um, But, you know, sometimes we we have the knowledge and we just assume that everybody knows it, but there's people out there that don't. So, True. you know, we'll try to stay engaged for you guys, even though <laughs> we've done this party before. <laughs> and when it's all said and done, we we hope uh, you learn something new and that you enjoy it.
2: Yeah, very good point. You're right. You're absolutely right. So, do you, do you have a um
1: a list there? I do. I have a top five secret societies. Now, there's many more than five. Um, And before we get into that, the reason that I really was excited about this episode, Cynic, is because I truly believe that, you know, there's more more out there than what we see, right? There's people pulling strings or people calling shots that we don't necessarily even know exist. You know what I mean? And Mm -hmm. you know us, man. We want to bring controversial topics to the mic. We want to you know, make you think about things that maybe you haven't thought about. So, even though it's kind of mainstream now, secret societies, especially after that Skulls movie, which was a great fucking flick. If you haven't seen it, make sure you check it out. Mm-hmm. Um, Pacey from Dawson's Creek is in it, um, <laughs> Joshua Jackson. Um, but it's it's a great movie, and I, obviously, once Hollywood gets gets their hands on it, it's kind of like, all right, well, is it still cool? But it's still happening today. I believe they're still meddling today, and. I mean, if, if somebody's really the boss, I want to know who that real boss is. I don't want to know who you tell me the boss is. I want to know the people that are really calling the shot. So hmm. I got a couple in here, man, and um, top five lists. Let's get right into it here. So the first one I have is the Bilderberg Group. Uh huh. Have you heard of the Bilderberg Group? I have indeed. All right. Yeah. Without fail, a Bilderberg conference has been held every year since 1954. While the initial meeting was shrouded in secrecy at the Bilderberg Hotel in Oosterbeek, Netherlands, I hope I didn't butcher that. Uh, since then, approximately 140 participants have gathered at the Grove Hotel in Watford, England. So that's a a little bit on the Bilderberg group. I've never really heard of these guys, to be honest with you. No, but in no, I never heard of them.
2: Oh, that's yeah. I've heard of them. I when when I lived in the states, they were in the news a few times because. You have all kinds of people who are invited to those meetings um, from celebrities to mm-hmm. literally all kinds of people, but usually they are well known people in in whatever circles they 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 hang around in and uh, there was a time when it was in the news because the, a meeting was was happening and they were reporting on the fact that such and such a person was attending mm-hmm. but they couldn't really report on anything else because the contents uh, of the meeting are always kept secret like the agenda what they're going to be discussing and these Mm -hmm. people who go they don't ever go at least according to what i've read in their official capacity so let's say bill clinton went when he was president he wasn't he would have been invited not as the president just as bill clinton just to, just as an example right that makes sense and so they don't go in their official capacity and so that also decouples them from having to you know uh share certain things work. or whatever so yeah it's 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 interesting because some of the things that they report they talk on are quite relevant you know like the one that just happened recently and i don't know when it was but Uh, or at least let's say one of the most recent ones, they were talking about things like climate change and Brexit. Yeah, So Mm -hmm. they're relevant topics, but for whatever reason, they keep the contents and the outcomes of those meetings a secret. Invitation only.
1: 1954, man, they're still at it. So fucking Bilderberg. You know what I think? Secret societies are like fraternities for grownups. Yeah. With the exception of the secrecy, because you know even though there's certain like hazing is is something which i i think they've done away with now but there's certain parts of you when you pledge that are secret there are certain things that you can't divulge but once you're in there it's not like you know you're having secret meetings or you're just drinking beer playing beer pong and bullshit like that so i think the main difference is that the secrecy but as far as your stature and how it helps you, right? If you know, if if you have somebody that's in that secret society, they can get you a better job. They can get, you know, they they, they it's who you know, right? They have connections. Same yeah. thing with, with the fraternities, you know, when you leave college. So, uh, yeah, I just noticed that this is like a fucking fraternity for grownups.
2: Basically, yeah, I would say that's a very good analogy. Mm.
1: Yeah, and I didn't know about much about Bilderberg, but I guess that's a good thing because they don't
2: want me to know about it. <laughs> no nothings. You never know. You might get invited one day and then all of a sudden you're, you're the enemy.
1: <laughs> I'm going to get a text after this podcast. This is Bilderberg. <laughs> <laughs> the next one I want to touch on, man, is The Order of Skull and Bones, which this is a famous one. Mm-hmm. Um, I mentioned earlier the movie Skulls, which, again, if you haven't seen it. Take a peek. Very good. So Skull and Bones was founded by William Russell in 1832 following a trip abroad that left him inspired by European elite mystical clubs. Skull and Bones is the oldest Yale University secret society. When Russell returned from his excursion, he brought in Alfonso Taft, father of future president William H. Taft, as co founder. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, when we talk about people being plugged in, I mean, these aren't people working at the grocery store, cynic. You know what <laughs> I mean? These are people that are running the free world. I mean, it goes on to say religious ceremonies and worship are not so much rumor as they are fact when it comes to skull and bones, The society has been set up in worship of Ulugia, a goddess of eloquence that harkens back to 3- 322 BC. They also embrace pirates and motifs of death. So the meat and bones here is that Yale is the anchor here, it seems like. <laughs> <laughs> and the co-founder was um, William H. E. Taft.
2: And this is one of those fraternities you were just talking about. This is a university fraternity, basically.
1: There you go. This actually is a fraternity, yes, but it's also a secret society.
2: Yeah, uh, yeah, I guess so. I don't know. I mean, what what I what I read was that this guy, the one the founder, what was his name? Huntington Russell? No, William Russell. Yep. He uh apparently was inspired by by some occult society that he visited when he was in where else? Germany. Yeah. And then when he went back to the States, he um he then created this one. So yeah, I mean when it comes to secret societies, a lot of times they're accused of sort of elitism, and this is a perfect example of that, right? This is like one of the most elite universities, if not the elite, most elite university. And then there is an elite of the elite in that there's this very small group of people who meet. Only 15 of them apparently are, uh, 15 seniors are even invited to join every year. So, um, yeah, those people who like to argue that, well, uh, pretty much this this proves the point about elitism and These people who, the crème de la crème, who like to separate themselves from everyone else.
1: Uh, There was an episode that we spoke about and we talked about like the human psyche and why there's something in us that always wants us to feel like we're better than,
0: Mm
1: -hmm. right? And I think this ties right into that, man. Like the whole secret society thing. Obviously, I mean, I'm sure the power... You know the reach that it gives you is appealing to people but i think people just want to be part of something and if you say it's elite you know and we got a special handshake and you gotta knock on the door three times and know that it's new england clam chowder the red or the white remember that East Ventura? <laughs> <laughs> i think people just like the you know the prestige the the exclusivity of it if anything you know sure. again like obviously there's there's more there's perks there i mean there, there's no there's nobody in these secret societies that are broke right so i'm sure that you know uh <laughs> financial um uh, security is there but to be honest a lot of these people going to these to these secret societies already are paid you know it's not people trying to make it they're people that are there
2: mm. you know so yeah
1: yeah man that one's still going on they even made a movie about it so that's one of the more popular ones skull and bones
2: yeah skull and bones I don't know how I feel about Skull and Bones. I, I don't really. I, I can I, tell.
1: You're don't really you not impressed by them, huh?
2: No, I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> and I don't really. I can't tell you why. Maybe it's. Because um... <laughs> I think
1: that's the most popular one. So you're like. It's like me. Like, I don't listen to radio too much because, <laughs> you know, radio <laughs> is garbage. I create my own music. So for you, it's like Skull and Bones. Fucking, it's like Disney took a hold of it. Yeah, that's not cool anymore.
2: Maybe. I mean, I also it's it's also their symbolism. I think you put it well when you said it kind of reminds me of sort of Disney. I don't know if at, if if these guys in university Yeah. uh coming out of university if they really
1: They got that much juice.
2: if they really know what it is that this is all about here. I mean, this is the kind of stuff that you have to be you have to have some life experience Yeah, behind you to really be able to digest the symbolism. Some of the symbolism they're using, and uh, mm-hmm. I can't imagine that they that they do, but whatever. We'll talk about that later.
1: Yeah, especially when you think about the people that that are there, a lot of those people are like silver spoon individuals, right? Yeah, don't really have to worry about too much, so on and so forth. So no, I, I get what you're saying there. I get. Again, I think it's a Disney, it's a Disney of the of the secret <laughs> societies, but nonetheless, <laughs> it's there. So we got to talk about it. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Let's move on, bro. The next one I have is the Rosicrucians.
2: The Rosicrucians.
1: And I take it you know a thing or two about them.
2: I almost joined the Rosicrucians. What? I knew a guy when I was in high school who was a Rosicrucian at the time anyway. And um, he, uh, of course, it was super intriguing because he was a part of this group that uh, he used to tell me just little tidbits about. And he would get these... These um uh like pamphlets or the sort of reading material like, you know, in the mail every so often for him to like study up on it and he was very much into it and he made it sound interesting at the time. And I almost uh I don't know if I went as far as to, yeah, I don't know if I really went as far as to, to really consider joining, but it was something that I was uh uh very curious about. So yeah, I know of them, yes.
1: Was he part of the was he part of this, um, the secret the, society? Or the was he Rosicrucians? Looking, yeah, the Rosicrucians. Yeah, he
2: he was a member. He was a, he joined. Yeah. yeah,
1: hold up, bro. I'm thinking that I, there's some type of like age limit here. This dude was 14 years old and he was in a secret <laughs> society. No, you freaking kidding me over here, he cynic?
2: He was 14. Uh, how old would
1: Come I have on, been, bro? He got his first girlfriend and he's talking about secret societies. I think this guy is Mickey Mouse, bro. I
2: but know. you know what? To, to have the Rosicrucians labeled as a secret society is actually a bit... I, w- I would hesitate to actually label them as a secret society. I mm-hmm. would see them more as a philosophical group. So uh, not quite what I would call a religious group. Mm-hmm. But think of something like a religious group, but more a philosophical one um, who also dabbles in spiritual topics maybe someone could argue also some religious topics I mean you can't you know obviously there's a cross involved and whatever so um, it's more in that direction though I wouldn't label them me personally as a secret society which is something that I think most of us think about when we think of something like what we just talked about skull and bones right but Rosicrucians Mm -hmm. for me is different but go ahead let's, let's see what you got
1: Let's let's see. Well, <laughs> I don't want this to uh, contradict what you're saying, but it says it's the granddaddy of them all.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> you're like, yeah, I don't really consider them. I was like, uh, maybe I should
2: have read this excerpt. <laughs> what do I know?
1: It's the granddaddy of the mall. The Rosicrucians was a, was a society founded in the early 1400s by Christian Rosencruz. Uh, Soft Whispers in the Dark Corners. Rosenkreutz. I'm sorry, Mr. German. (laughs) Rosenkreutz. Sorry. Uh, (laughs) No, no. If I'm butchering it, please uh, correct me. No worries. But the society didn't really hit its stride in the public consciousness until 200 years later when three published manifestos brought great attention. And it also has a picture here that says the magic of the mind. Once again, you know what I'm going to say. Go to the social media. You're not going to go, but I'm going to say it anyway. <laughs>
0: um, it says the
1: magic of the mind, and I'm actually going to send it to you soon so you can see. And I think it's tapping into what you were um, getting at where it's more of a kind of a spiritual thing, because mm-hmm. um, it seems like they have a different angle than than these other guys that we were talking about. Mm-hmm. i just send that to you so you can take a look. Yeah, man, the Rosicrucians, granddaddy of them all, according to this Mickey Mouse uh fucking article maybe the oldest i mean i i wouldn't well go ahead i'll let
2: you no no yeah that's all i got maybe the oldest is what they're referring to maybe it has been around i mean yeah even that like 1400s right 1400 is super old for sure and and we're talking about all the other majority of the other secret societies that we talk about today um Mm -hmm. but of course Secret societies could go back to the freaking times of the ancient Egyptians. If you want to, yeah. you really want to. I'm sure they were. So, um, yeah, yeah the, I think I guess the only bone I would pick with that is is the is the labeling of them of, as a secret society. I don't. I, personally, I don't see them as that. But I guess everyone defines that in their own, I guess, particular way right you can join rosicrucianism you can get their 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 reading material what's secret about them
1: ah i see what you mean so you two out of I'm the saying? five you're saying are mickey mouse that's all i'm just pointing out Skull and bolg you thought was a joke rosicrucians you think is a joke i'm just saying no but you're I don't. right if it's if <laughs> no nah, i'm joking with you bro but you're right if if they're infra- i'm sure there's some things that they have that people aren't privy to but if most of their stuff is available then yeah, you know I mean what's what's so special about it,
0: right?
2: Yeah, yeah. I got a lot of respect for Rosicrucianism. I think a lot of their again, symbolism and a lot of the it's all a lot of it is tied to Hermeticism. And I'm mm-hmm. really I'm really interested in Hermeticism just like I am in Gnosticism and all those things. So mm-hmm. um yeah, I definitely think they're um a well respected group. Um with a lot of interesting, um, uh, knowledge to share for sure. Oh, I just don't, so I just personally, <laughs> <laughs> sorry.
1: <laughs> so now you're backpedaling now.
2: <laughs> I just, I, I, I would just wouldn't call him a secret.
1: I just don't want any Rosie Cruces coming after you, bro. So I'm glad you cleared that shit up They're a little disrespectful <laughs> for a bit there. Especially with your 13 year old friend with Zitz. He's like, Yeah, man, I'm in the Rosie Crucians. Check his ID player. Check his ID player. I don't know. Good old
2: Jacob. I still remember his name. Good old Hey, I remember Jacob, the Jewish guy. It was Jacob, yeah, it
1: was him. Oh shit. Yo, my memory's crazy. Bro, shout out to Jacob, man. And <laughs> you? Yo, the next one I got is uh the Knights Templar
2: yeah the knights templar (laughs) (laughs) you're just unimpressed
1: (laughs) Uh, (laughs) you are just unimpressed my friend so we'll see let's see let's see what we got for you here bro we couldn't leave the lights templar off this list this is a group most burning to the minds of everyone you don't need to be a historian or even a conspiracy theorist to know about the knights templar They've been featured in Indiana Jones. But in case you need a refresher, here you go. Early in the 1100s, nine knights banded together and vowed to protect pilgrims moving throughout the Holy Land. Soon more knights got in on the deed. Sometime later on, everyone was tortured and burned at the stake. So it doesn't seem like the Knights Templar are too nice, man. uh, They're into some fucking witchy shit. But apparently they're respected. And I know you don't like them. But they made the list.
2: No, um I'll clarify. <laughs> I'll clarify why I made that.
1: I just want you to survive this podcast. That's all I want. <laughs> Fucking have a dart in your neck at the end of this shit. The
2: the reason I I, I I reacted that way is because the nice Templar in the sense that this clowns who whose article you read <laughs> in the sense that that he's talking <laughs> about that he's talking about, they don't exist anymore. So I don't know if this is if he's talking about <laughs> historical secret societies or what but whatever. Um to your point <laughs> to your point um they yeah they have kind of a checkered history right because initially they were supposed to be, supposedly they were put together by by a Catholic pope Pope Innocent something or, or other who wanted to have protection for like the pilgrims pilgrim people who are on pilgrimages going from i don't know wherever to jerusalem yeah and uh i guess it was dangerous um for for those people who were on those pilgrimages at the time so at least part of their initial reason for existing was they were um they were meant to protect those those people yeah and uh, eventually the fact that they had um this sort of huge network uh, because they were, you know, they were located in so many different places just the fact that they were protecting these pilgrims on the on the roads or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. They were able to start offering something like what eventually we would know as, as sort of a banking system, you know. They would be able to sort of hold on to people's funds and people could then um, leave them in this with them sort of securely and then they could also uh, recoup their funds from a different location as long as they had um, proof that, you know, their funds were sort of deposited with them. This is like the beginnings of of banking. So that's one big thing that they were known for that kind of happened just sort of, let's say, as a result of what they were already doing. But then comes the sort of crusades, yeah, at some point where the Catholic Church is sort of, uh, Basically killing everyone who, who's an Arab or whatever. The, this whole, you know, the Crusades. Everyone heard of it, at mm-hmm. least. Um, I don't need to go into it. And and then th- that's when they, they actually started fighting these holy wars. Yeah, And so they be- became sort of a proper military group and uh, were defending Catholicism wherever and trying to take back land that the Arabs had taken and this sort of back and forth. Long story short, fast forward to their end, they are now a very powerful organization with a whole lot of money and a whole lot of, you know, backing. And uh, they got on the wrong side of the French king at the time. Uh, What the hell was his name? Philip, King Philip. Uh, I just remember his name because he, he was known as Philip the Fair, which is a very French thing to be called fair but whatever um this dude um he wanted their money he wanted their power so he set up basically like this ambush for them which fell on a friday the 13th uh, which is where we get the whole friday the 13th is a bad luck thing um it Mm. fell on a friday the 13th it was uh he had people who were located all throughout the country there um under orders that at a particular time they were all to arrest these uh, these knights, so in effect they were they were they were always you know f- fighting for or on the side of the king and, and 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 church. But because of the power that they had amassed, uh, this this French king just wasn't having it. So he somehow convinced the pope to allow him to sort of check them. And so he set up this ambush, and, and all across the country, these guys were, were arrested. And eventually, uh, the majority of them were, were burned at stake, <laughs> including their leader. Uh, and so the, 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 the whole conspiracy thing comes from what happens after that. Yeah? Uh, everyone thinks uh, historically that they were killed, and that was the end of them. The conspiracies are that some of them escaped. Uh, they managed to escape the, the ambush and uh, made their way to other parts in the world, one of them being Scotland. Yeah, and be, arriving there, starting some other, influencing some other societies, potentially also Freemasonry. So that's sort of the long story, very short and probably with a few errors, but mostly that's, that's, that was their deal. But today, there there are no real f- um, Knights Templar in that sense. There are organizations that have set themselves up based on sort of the Knights Templar, um, you know how they were as how the, how they were set up you know, as, a, as a group and all that, and mm-hmm. they might mm-hmm. use some of the, the the names of the the different whatever ranks they were or something like that. A lot of symbology and stuff like that. But those are not really the knights. Templar. i mean
1: so they fled just like the german nazis fled to argentina yeah basically. you know there's a we talked about that right mm-hmm. there's a town in argentina where it's just straight german that's crazy so two things i want to point out here one banking the inception of banking did it come from a secret society are these people that are these kind of the first people that really put that structure into play because if we're questioning if they're still around, well, banking is still around, so some of these motherfuckers got loose because the fucking system is screwed. Yeah. All right? And And another thing that I noticed, the Friday the 13th originated from that, right? 13 being an unlucky number to the point that there's buildings that don't have a 13th floor and there's ships, cruise ships, that don't have a 13th deck mm-hmm. because of the stigma of that number. And it all tied in... To that fucking ambush.
2: Hmm. That's what they say. Yeah. And the funny thing is that there are places in the world where 13th is a lucky number.
0: Hmm.
2: But of course, those places are not. So it's like us in the West. Yeah. See it as usually as an unlucky. It's unlucky number. for but us. But towards the East, uh, yeah. there are places where they they see it as a lucky number, which is odd to hear because from the moment you're small, you know that's that's what you. That's what you hear, and that's what you see in culture, popular culture, and like you said, you see it in the real world. Yeah, buildings yeah, with no 13th, world, yeah. And, so no 13th floor, and no 13th yeah. floor, dude,
1: and ships with no 13th. Th- and I think when Hollywood gets a hold of it, and Friday the 13th, and yeah Buddy Man, and Wow, right? That shit, that's not cool, right? <laughs> Dan Marino didn't think 13 was an unlucky <laughs> number. Maybe that's why he never won a Super Bowl, though. I know that's a sports <laughs> fact you're, you're gonna love. I know you're gonna love that. All right, man, we're up against it here. I left the last one purposely, um, because there is a little golden nugget attached to this one. Mm. But the last one I want to talk about, cynic, is Freemasons or the Freemasons.
2: The Freemasons, yeah. And I
1: don't think I have to read. I have to read anything here, cynic, because there's something that the people may not know. Would you care to enlighten them?
2: Yeah. So, what the people don't know is that uh, the show's over. Have a good night. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Yeah, so I for I am a, a a Freemason. I have been for many years now. And the label of secret society that is given to the Freemasons is, on the one hand, maybe well-deserved, well, well deserved, on the one hand. But on the other hand, I could see why some argue that um, it isn't really a, free, a secret society either. And the reason I say that is because, uh, well, you know of them. You know where their lodges are in most case a lot in a lot of cases you know some you you may know some especially if you have friends or relatives um who are, who are masons so yeah but at the same time of course there are things that are not i was going to say they're not uh, exposed to the public and so by nature that means they're sort of secret or you know they're they're meant only for uh members and so, from that aspect, of course, you could argue that they're a secretive society. I've heard it. De- I've heard it described as not a secret society, but uh, a society with secrets. I think that's just mm. a fancy play on words, but I've heard it described that way. But that maybe doesn't even apply anymore because uh, you can find pretty much everything. Re- you know that. from what the rituals are to you know the symbolism you can find that all online if you know where to look so even that is not even a secret anymore what the only thing that's maybe you know sort of shrouds it a little bit in secrecy is exactly how the ritual works yeah because you don't you can read the ritual online but it's not the same as being there it's not it's definitely not the same as seeing what's taking place So for that, you Mm -hmm. do still have to be a member and be in the temple to see it and and to do it. Um, And yeah, maybe that's probably the biggest, to be honest, because the symbolism, the meaning that that you get from those things, to be honest, everyone gets something different from that. So there is no one single uh, definition for what this symbol means or what that allegory is 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 teaching or whatever everyone kind of gets their their own thing from it of course there are some general ideas uh, behind them behind these these symbols and and these stories but everyone takes from it what they want so that's why i'm kind of saying you know i could understand why some might see it as a secret society but on the other hand there's really not many there aren't really many secrets at least not anymore Uh, about freemasonry
1: well i mean it's on the list baby top five
0: yeah top five
1: what i want to know is who's the snitch because (laughs) you know what i respect i respect the um the secrecy and the rituals that all these different facets have and obviously the freemasons as well and i respect that there's certain things that i shouldn't be privy to that i shouldn't have access to and i think we spoke about it briefly on the last uh, episode where I actually I was like, how how would that even happen? And you explained, I don't know if you remember, but you explained, because there's people that, you know, sometimes you can come in, you can be invited as a guest. You know what I mean? Or, or there's people that kind of just going with the wrong intentions. They just, you know, they're kind of like a mole, right? Just to get information. And sometimes those people don't get weeded out. So then they run to the internet and they post that shit.
2: Mm-hmm. We've had some. Yeah.
1: That, that's not, that's not cool. That's not cool, bro. You know what I mean? Like to infiltrate it and to have, you know, that, um, that plan, right? To have to have that that notion, that's just not cool. So, whoever's snitching online and um and like you said, you can read the rituals, but you still don't you don't necessarily know how they work because you're not there. But the fact that you, that you did that, you're a piece of shit. Just want to let you know. Yeah. <laughs> but I think it's pretty cool, man. One thing that I that I wanna uh, touch up on, cynic, before we run here. You know, when you first told me about, um, you know, being in, in uh, being a Freemason, I remember when you were, I don't want to say pledging it's definitely a (laughs) fraternity term um Um, yeah what what would you call it when you're in the process of becoming Uh, a master because you're a master mason
2: so so the the initial when you first join masonry it's an initiation
1: an initiation so
2: that that's when you first join it and then when after that you you go through three degrees three degrees okay yeah
1: cool and you are just for the people to know
2: the third degree mason third degree. so master mason yeah the the first the first degree is a is called an entered apprentice um that in english
1: day. you're a fucking jedi you're a jedi my man i
2: love yeah, <laughs> yeah i yeah it's uh, I'll, I'll, actually it took me uh yeah closer to three years but okay. that is still something that i find respectable like no disrespect to my brothers in masonry in other parts of the world I'll, yes, just I'll just leave it at that. I'll just leave yeah. it at that, but there are some places where you can become a master mason in 3 months. I'm s- It's like a drive-through. I'm super against that. I'm super against that. Yeah. Um and to be fair, um at least in my large me, It wasn't on a I'm, sorry to, I'm mm-hmm. sorry.
1: to interrupt you saying, let me guess, is that American sectors?
2: I I won't I won't I'll just <laughs> I mean, stop where I It sounds stop,
1: like Mickey It sounds like Mickey Dees to me, brother
2: i'll just stop right there. but uh in my at least in my lodge um it wasn't automatic either so like after a year that's when the 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 the, the yeah, ones should be the, accepted the older guys the ones who are already master masons then they have a discussion right and then see if they if if they think you're you know ready to go to the next degree and if they do then they're the ones who decide when you're you know next uh when you'll have the ceremony to go to the next degree for me it just happened to all go sort of in time as they had planned so it was about a year but yeah in some places it's it's ridiculously short and my point op- my personal opinion is it's it's not enough time but yeah through the, the 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 lodge uh the, the typical traditional free masonic lodge uh, which is also known as the blue lodge has 3 degrees and it ends at 3 degrees. Everything else you've heard about about 32nd degree master mason uh 33rd degree Jedi mason all of those things beyond the 3rd degree those are Is really a Jedi mason? No, no, I have just made that one up. <laughs> oh,
1: oh, I to say whoa. I need to do this.
2: <laughs> those are just um uh add-ons. Those are just additions uh, uh to to the to the core of, of, of Freemasonry, yeah, so there, there are different branches, and they expand on it, yeah.
1: It gets deeper, yeah, and I'm sure that, you know, there's a lot more, but one thing that, that I wanted to touch on, because I asked you specifically, like, why do you, you know, why did you join it, right, and, um, and you told me, like, you know, what, what the Freemasons are about is that they're trying to get you to understand that, you know, doing things the right way, and, and not that you guys are angels, right, but you know, taking care of your brother taking care of yourself taking care of your health um you know the way you go about things the way you view things it, it's it's for me I saw it more like when somebody's running at their optimal frequency
0: mm-hmm.
1: that that's that's what everybody should be you know going for right mm-hmm. striving for like let's make sure that I put myself in a position where I'm, I'm the best I can be and that's really what I took from that and again like i like I said I, I you know it'd be naive for me to think that that's all it's about but that's one thing that jumped out to me and I can I can respect that. I think we're all on this fucking journey, and we're trying to figure it out, right? And yeah. And I and I can I, I can respect uh, some of those values that that you share with me. I don't. I mean, I might be misquoting it. You you do a better job than explaining that uh, than than I have. But I know that's something I thought was really cool and, and respected it. You know, from the moment you told me, man.
2: No, you're you're exactly right. I mean, when I first joined, uh, I I didn't know about that aspect of it. Uh, to be honest mm-hmm. when I first joined I was joining out of uh, a couple of different reasons. one of them was sort of the curiosity obviously the other was my interest in 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 historical topics in, in, in esoteric topics yeah in, in, I was all I was interested in that already for a very long time and you you know just from reading online sort of the, some of the things that 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 Freemasons uh, are into just look at their symbolism and that's already that's already esoteric right there but then yeah Mm -hmm. once you join then you realize that okay a lot of the things you expected first of all are not the way you know it's not how you thought it would be um Mm -hmm. for good and for bad (laughs) but at the same time you realize sort of the bigger purpose um and you can take it as you wish there there is no one person who's there standing at the door and deciding you if you're doing masonry right or not Yeah, some people join mm-hmm. because they want the social aspect of it and that's it some people join mm-hmm. because they like the esoteric aspect of it uh which is more like me and okay. some people join it because they like the sort of whole charity aspect of it the whole um volunteering and because depending on where you are in the world masons uh, do a lot of uh charity work um Mm -hmm. one good example in the u.s is the the shriners yeah that's a masonic organization and they have all kinds of children's hospitals and all kinds of stuff that they do um so some people are in it for that and you can decide what you're in it for of course you have also people who go in it because they want to try and like you were talking about earlier they want to increase their network yeah they want to try and find people who will help them move up a ladder in some way shape or form so all of those things are possible and all of those things exist um but for me it was realizing that okay like this is a good place for me to sort of practice how to be uh a moral man in this world yeah because i can take these symbolism these symbols i can study up on them i can try and understand what what their origins were apply them to my life and try to be better and then in me trying to be better hopefully when i leave the lodge i take that with me and that will make an impression on someone else and hopefully that will ripple yeah and someone else might want to be Mm -hmm. better because that's the end goal i think is to try and improve the world but not by being a dictator instead by going out and doing good works if if i can use uh, a religious uh, term
1: that's that's fucking that's pretty dope man i you know i think i think we all should be like looking to tap into that right asking ourselves how can i be better how can i be a better friend how can i be a better husband how can i be a better brother sister, mother, father, whatever the case may be and I think that if if there's something that's happening you know within our lives that that's kind of shut off or that's kind of um, something that we have suppressed or something that we don't really think about, I think we need to start thinking about that I really I really do and, and I'm not saying that you need to necessarily go out and, and you know join the Freemasons or, or join a secret society but I think the fact that you cared enough, to be like, man, let me make sure that I'm putting the best version of, of myself out there. I fucking respect that, man. Because I know that there's a lot of people that are just kind of going through life aimlessly. That, you know, the complexity, the depth of the pool is, is too much for them. You know, they're they're just, you know, and to each their own, right? But they're just, they're here, right? And, it, and I think it takes a deeper level of connection and, and of awareness to even be like, you know what? Let me make sure that I'm that I, you know, that I, I give myself knowledge or I give myself these tools they are going to help me be a better person and, and, and then entail, you know, obviously first spread that to your family and then, you know, it, it ripples out. But that's that's a beautiful thing, man. And and I think that for anybody out there listening that hasn't come to that realization, I don't say it to call you out to make you feel bad. I say it so if you haven't had that, let this be the moment that sparks that. Yeah. Right. If you haven't had that aha moment, as some say, it's okay, dude. I'm not, you know, I don't want anybody to be like, well, damn, I haven't really thought about improving myself or bettering myself, so I'm a piece of shit. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that if it hasn't come, if that thought hasn't come to you yet, then let this be the the moment that, you know, kind of things shift for you. Because I think if we all focus on not being pieces of shit, you know, the, the world that we live in is a much different place, Absolutely, and especially with everything going on. I'm um, here in the states. I mean, it's a testament. There's a lot of people just not caring about, you know, am I a good person, man? You know, am I fulfilling my purpose, so on and so forth. So, absolutely, that's pretty dope, man. And
2: I would, and I would even say that uh, masonry is is one of many ways to try and do that, right? Some people, for them, it's their yeah. religion. For others, it's uh, whatever, right? But for me, this yeah. this works for me uh yeah. for for multiple reasons one of them being you know like i said my interest in in the esoteric what i what i really like and i think this is where i'll leave uh leave it with and from my perspective of masonry is really the symbolism um because i think it helps not only does it help to sort of pass along some of these ideas uh, and lessons in a, in a certain way but there's a beauty to it just in and of itself you know so if you haven't already caught on, like I mentioned that there are three degrees in, in, in regular masonry. Um, if you study it a little bit without having to be a mason, you'll realize that three is a very important number in masonry. And the numbers don't lie, man. And one of the things that you pick up on, if, if you didn't already, is in these three degrees, it's a representation of a life. So you start mm. out as an Entered Apprentice, and as an Entered Apprentice, there's certain things. Well, there's most of the things you don't even you don't know about what's going on, and depending on your lodge and my lodge, you were not even allowed in temple to even speak, because you're like a baby. You're 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 just coming mm. in, you're just absorbing stuff, and you're you know what I mean. You're at that phase, and it's uh, you can think of life being also in three phases. Yeah. And then you become a fellow craft, which is so now you're an adult, yeah. And now you, you have some learning behind you. You still have a lot to learn, but you can now participate in certain things and understand. And, and uh, there are other things that happen when you're a second degree. And then you reach the end of life, yeah, which is what is represented in the, the, the third degree. So, and you're now a master mm-hmm. mason, right? And of course, this all comes from real masons back in the day, we just sort of took their the way I said that there are some groups that took sort of the different aspects of Knight's Templar and created the, the these terms that we use in Freemasonry, from entered apprentice to fellowcraft to Master Mason and the whole thing of Masonry. Uh, a Mason is someone who builds walls, yeah? yeah. Constructs walls and so all of that is comes from what was originally really operative masons they were the real masons in terms of operationally, right and so when you become a master mason it's taking that term from this this person who had reached the point that they were master of their craft yeah and uh they were the ones who 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 had you know gathered the knowledge they were able to impart knowledge and if they if they did things right you know then then they would build this temple yeah which yeah. freemasonry a lot of connection to the temple of solomon yeah so they would build this temple and or, or whatever the building may have been but they this was the end product yeah and this is um and and if you attach that to sort of life then this is as a master mason you know, at the end you're sort of transitioning and there are a lot of stories in there, a lot of symbolism and all of that stuff is what I really love about it. But it, um, that's just an example of how you tie, you can tie that, those, those degrees to actually the different aspects of your, your, your life, you know, that you live through. Mm-hmm. And one of the mm-hmm. things that you, you learn when you get to the, to the, to the to master Mason level is about certain things about reaching the, the end. Yeah. And this is where the symbolism mm-hmm. of skull and bones come in. And this is what I was talking about earlier, where I see it being used by this this fraternity in a university. And I know, you know, what I, the little bit I know from from reaching the, the Master Mason level and the symboli- symbolism that we use, that being one of them, uh, and why it's used and what it's supposed to sign- signify, right? So mm-hmm. um, a lot of stuff in there that you can get really deep into if, if you want to. So yeah, that that's just I just wanted to show like a little bit of how some of these things that's relate awesome, to man. to life.
1: Thank you for sharing, dude. That's fucking that's really dope, man. Uh, can I get a referral like fifty percent off if you refer me or something? It doesn't work that way. <laughs> Is there a coupon code? Nah, man. But that sounds <laughs> that sounds super interesting, man. Um, and again, I got I got the utmost respect for. For your people, <laughs> <laughs> for Masons, I got the utmost. Yeah, I got the utmost respect for Masons and what you do and what you guys stand for. And and yeah, man, if anybody out there is interested, uh, do some research. Maybe this is a a turning point uh, for you.
2: For sure. If you know someone uh, and you're interested, just reach out to them. I mean, if if you do reach out to someone who is a Mason, who you know is a Mason, they they definitely won't turn you away. So uh, mm-hmm. if you're curious ask
1: inquire
0: mm-hmm.
1: inquire all right man we have this a uh, little segment before we hit the the quote what did we learn today mm-hmm. now i know that that's a skewed question cynic <laughs> because <laughs> i don't know if you learned much today <laughs> but i want to tell you what i learned today man the skull and bones is a crock of shit <laughs> <laughs>
2: oh man Mickey Mouse, bro. it's gonna end up being All our right, bro, last episode we're gonna just disappear I'm gonna for get some in trouble. <laughs>
1: he's like what happened to season three guys i thought <laughs> you were back nah, <laughs> i learned that five out of the fucking um uh, i'm sorry i learned that um two out of the five that i brought up you were unimpressed by and there's some out there i'm not gonna say they're a joke but there's just some out there that i don't know i think the name is just what's carrying them i don't know if they're really going <laughs> you know Doing the work, that's all I'm saying. You know, you got guys out here that are in crew. Freaking <laughs> in skull and bones. Is there anything that, I mean, and again, you can bypass this question, Cynic. I just want to, you know, keep the format going. Is there anything that you learned today? Or, or, uh, or are you pretty much good on
2: that? Mm. <laughs> there was something right. that I learned today. Give me a second. I, I remember specifically saying... Oh yeah, it was about the 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 guys the the no know, the no nothings. I'd never heard of them no,
1: before. The no the no nothings. You see, man, I'm I'm glad my fun fact <laughs> was able to to give you that nugget, that little nugget there.
2: Yeah, another one to add to the list. Fucking thousands and probably hundreds of thousands of secret quote secret societies.
1: No nothings, man without a face. All right, brother, let's do it, man. You got a quote for a cynic?
2: Yeah, I do. Uh, It's from my favorite, or let's say one of my favorite uh, comedians. Um, I won't tell you the name to see if maybe you you can guess it afterwards. But uh, the quote goes like this. Never underestimate the power of stupid people in large groups. Mm. Mm. He's no longer alive. I can tell you that. Richard Pryor? No, no, it's not Richard Pryor. That's a good guess. Uh, that's George Carlin.
1: George Carlin. That would have been my second guess because he was cerebral that way. That's that. Listen, something like that is is so true and it resonates today especially. with me so much. <laughs> with with the day and age that we're living in, man, it it really does. It's uh, it's crazy, man. So I I I still feel like I'm in a Netflix episode, and it's gonna ask me if I'm still watching.
2: Speaking of Netflix, people speak. I'm sorry, but. If you haven't Yo, checked Netflix, it out... Is he going to
1: start paying us or what? I
2: know, I know, I know. It's the last one from my <laughs> side, I promise. If you haven't watched it yet, <laughs> okay. watch Dark.
1: Oh, yeah, you sent um, me a message about that. I did. Yeah, I remember you sending me That, that is a German production
2: show, there. but... Oh, like uh, hold on, hold on. Germany's hold on. on the come-up. Germany's on the come-up. Is up. it dubbed,
1: though? Is yes the, yes they, like the, they have the it like chinese
2: no no they have the, the they have the audio dub like they have the audio in english and they have uh, oh, english subtitles if you want to watch it in english.
1: listen to me bro first world problems bro i don't watch dubbed shows because
2: oh, <laughs> oh, oh i see so you would only watch it if it's in native du- english spoken
1: <laughs> you remember the bootlegs we used to cop in new york
2: no i don't know what you're talking about man what
1: oh you don't remember that
2: i was just messing around like i have no i have no recollection yeah yeah
1: yeah you know the, you know the bootlegs maybe they traumatized me i don't know I used to get like five dollars yeah from i remember of course and sometimes the uh, it didn't line up sometimes it was in different language and it was dubbed it's just for me I've noticed, especially with the dub shows, that I really focus on people's lips. Yeah. So when there's when I hear something and it's not matching the inflections that the actor's giving me, I get thrown off. Like this uh, show Heist, which everybody's raving about. Uh, Well, it was they were were raving about it a couple uh, months back, but it's I think it's a Mm Spaniard-based show, mm -hmm. so it's originally in Spanish, but they dub it in English, and everybody's telling me, "Oh my God, you got!" I watched like 30 freaking minutes of the first episode and i was like i can't do this shit."
2: Bro. i i totally get yeah. you
1: yeah but i mean i don't want to take away or discourage anybody from checking that out if you say it's good people check it out i'm still gonna to try to check it out because if it's good then it's worth my time i'm gonna see if i can get past my my first world issue of oh i don't do dubbed uh, <laughs> netflix shows let am see if i can get past that because you know good content is good content but that's just one of my things, man. It's just hard for me to What, what
2: you that could error. do, I read someone, uh, they, they had the same issue. And they said that they they leave the audio in German, but they have the subtitles in English. So that helped that That person. might be better for me. That helped that yeah, person. Yeah, I was
1: about to watch Heist in Spanish. You know, yeah. like that show yeah. Heist. I'm like, let me, I'm, this is, it's going to be like a novella. Like back in the day, I got this. I'd rather watch it in Spanish, which is a language that I understand fluently then you know like fucking have this to talk. To.
2: I, I watched the show on netflix also it originally it was in spanish and i just watched it in spanish because i didn't want to watch it in, in that other way yeah. either but dark is is really good it's 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 complicated but uh very very good show yeah.
1: all right guys check it out if you check it out you don't want going to tell you drop us a comment let us know what you thought about it mm-hmm. feedback is great mm-hmm and that's a raperoonie cynic you know not too bad man not too bad for our first show back i felt like me and you fell back into our groove yeah we're super over an hour so maybe we are a little rusty (laughs) uh (laughs) but i feel like the content was there man you know if the content's there fuck it let it you know let it be what it is
2: yeah definitely yeah i was also a little concerned we're gonna end up with 20 minutes and then nothing else to say but we did a good job (laughs) we we it flowed again so i'm glad we're back and uh We can do it again next week with uh, whatever interesting topic. Tickles are fancy. Tickles are fancy.
1: That's it, guys. That's all you get. We're getting the hell out of here. Thanks for hanging tight. Thanks for kicking it with us. Mm -hmm. Season 3, Episode 1, No Stone Unturned, That's Cynic. I'm F Diddy. Don't forget to follow Contra on Instagram. Shameless plug.
2: Yes. Shameless plug. It's about time we can start plugging it, though
1: i know man it's just i didn't want to drop rehearsal fucking shit you know but now we're in the studio it's just <laughs> professional so we're gonna bless them and if you stayed on for this long we're gonna go ahead and uh play a, another another part of that song i don't know if i'm gonna play the whole song yet We'll um, okay. play a bigger piece of, of green eyes so so they can check it out and again hope they enjoy it man.
2: yeah enjoy it people we out
1: we out of here man take care of yourselves and each other
3: juice peace How you walked out of my life See, maybe you left my heart in two See, it was me and you And you and me I'm almost like the ocean but Twice as deep Lust. We hated it, fighting it, for baby, we love making up. I'm building you up, now you going down. And I know you love it, cause you making that sound. You gave me your love and I adjusted your crown. Shit, all of us wild, but look at us now. I'm closing my eyes and I'm seeing your smile. I still can't believe the way shit turned out, but things burn out people change. I gave you my all you can keep the change as I rearrange these picture frames vivid memories got my brain in cage and I'm enslaved by love they say. I'm in your shackles. I'm begging release me cause we went deep and our love was rare and you ain't gotta say it. girl I know how you feel. Yeah I know how you feel. And you ain't gotta say it. I know how you feel, yeah, I know how you feel And you ain't gotta say it, girl, I know how you feel, yeah, I know how you feel